Welcome to Books and Sound. I'm your host, Don Beavers, and this episode contains a digitally remastered theatrical presentation of one of the great works of literature. Please remember to subscribe so that you can enjoy new episodes as they are released. This podcast is provided free and offered without commercial interruption. If you enjoy the episode, please leave us a positive review so that we can grow the podcast. Enjoy. I'm Tom Bosley, and it's time to excite your imagination through the magic of radio. You'd have to look pretty far to find a single person who never heard of or read Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Rumpelstiltskin, or Snow White. These are just some of the fantastic fairy tales by Wilhelm and Jacob Grimm. The Brothers Grimm collected these stories, some of which are folklore, many of which are pure fantasy, and they've been loved to this day. One of the most amusing and lovable is the story of the valiant little tailor. Wait till you hear it come to life. Our adventure story, The Valiant Little Tailor, was adapted from one of Grimm's fairy tales, especially for the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater by G. Frederick Lewis. I'll be back in the twinkling of an eye with Act One. fine day, one summer, it was morning if I remember rightly, in a little town where everybody knew everybody else, sitting at a table in a tailor shop was a tailor. He was not a tall tailor, he was a little tailor. So small, in fact, that in order to enjoy the morning air and the morning sun, he didn't sit at his work table, he sat on it. So there he was, stitching away, when he happened to look out of his window, and there was a peasant woman coming down the street carrying a big, heavy basket, selling something. Jam for sale. Good jam. Good jam for sale. Good morning to you, good lady. Good jam for sale. If you've got good jam for sale, I'll buy it. I'm glad your door was open. Oh, would you believe it, Mr. Taylor? I've been up since six this morning. May I sit down? Oh, certainly. Uh, But be careful of that jacket. Exhausted. Now, let me think. Which jam should I buy? These jars are so heavy. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite jams is... uh, Yes? Uh, Please, come in. The door's open. Taylor! Where is my suit? Ah, I see you have my trousers in your hand. I beg your pardon, madam, but I think you're sitting on my jacket. (laughs) Well, very nice. I like the material very much. Where is your full-length mirror, Mr. Taylor? I shall try it on. No, 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 don't yet. The sleeves are only basted. Gracious! Uh, The sleeves have come off. uh, Now that is shoddy workmanship, Taylor. I hadn't sewed them up yet. They were attached with only the lightest of stitches. Why not? Why not? You promised me the suit for Sunday morning, and here you sit, jabbering away. I want to know why my suit is not ready. Just 
Give me until this afternoon, and I promise... How can I believe your promises? I don't know why you're a tailor at all. Good day, tailor. I shall return this afternoon. Oh, dear. And he was going to be such a good customer. Well, now, please make up your mind which jams you want. Uh, uh, oh, oh, jams. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, this is... Uh, let me see. Oh, I should have brought my glasses. Uh, you look, Mr. Taylor. You probably have good eyes. What is this? Uh, elderberry. May I take off the top? Take off the top of the pot? Whatever for. I'd like to smell it. I don't think I remember what elderberry jam is like. Oh, all right, you must. <laughs> ah, uh, what else? This one is blackberry. I can tell by the color. Blackberry? Mm. Oh, it's very nice and black. And what's that one? See for yourself. I must say, you're a hard one to please. Oh, strawberry. Ah, yes, yes. Mr. Taylor, I am not going to unpack every one of these heavy crocs. I know there's a berry jam I want, but I can't decide. You must decide. Uh, Will you please decide? Weigh me out four ounces of, uh, strawberry. Uh, no, 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 not strawberry. Huckleberry. I don't have huckleberry. I told you that was blueberry. Well, then make it four ounces of raspberry. You haven't even smelled raspberry. I know I haven't, but I've decided. Very well. At last. Did you say two pounds or three? Oh, no, no, not that much. A pound and a half, then. It's only for one slice of bread, so measure me out four ounces of the raspberry. You did say 14, didn't you? Four. For one slice of bread, just on top. Four ounces? Doc, you could barely see it on bread. I'm sure it's very good. Well, I must say, four ounces. If you wouldn't mind. Here are your four ounces. That'll be three pieces of copper. No, thank you very much, good jam lady. I'm sure it's going to be delicious. I have never met such a man as you. Man? Mouse, how can you let your customer speak to you in such a fashion? Did I say mouse? Coward. And to make matters worse, you're a penny pincher and a fool. Oh, I'm really sorry. I just wanted Huckleberry. Am I really all those things everybody says about me? Indecisive, a mouse, a coward, a fool. Oh, doesn't matter. That jam smells delicious. Now, cut myself a slice of bread. Ah. Oh, that raspberry spreads so nicely. And now I'll put it on a plate. Maybe just one bite to give me strength and courage while I finish his suit. You, you, you flies, go away. How dare you gather on my bread and jam. Go away. Go away, I say. They're not going. Go away. They don't care. They think I'm cowardly and indecisive, too. Flies, 
You have made me very angry. I'll take a piece of material and... There. There. How do you like that? Nobody invited you to my bread and jam. You think I'm a mouse, a coward, a fool? Take that. 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 All right, you seven. Get up and walk. Goodness me. Those seven flies are dead. That was the last blow I struck. Seven at one blow. Seven flies are dead with one blow. The whole town must hear of this. Um, I'm going to cut myself a belt. That should be enough. Now, to cut out the letters, spelling... Seven at one below, and to sew them on the belt. Oh, isn't it surprising how nimbly your fingers fly when you like your work? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I use the customer's sleeve. It's ruined. He's not the type to accept a sleeve with raspberry jam and dead flies on it. I'd better leave town straight away. Go forth into the world and seek my fortune. Uh, I ought to take something for emergency. I'm really not equipped for adventure. Nothing here but needles and threads. Uh, what's this? Cheese. It's moldy and old. But who knows? I may be glad to have it. Ah, now, one last look in the full-length mirror. Oh, that belt is beautiful. Seven at one blow. What will people think? Hello? What have we here? Hello, little bird. What's your problem? Oh, you don't mean it. Oh, well, that is a shame. Entangled in a thicket, are we? Mm. Little bird, I'm a man of decision. I'll just reach in here between the thick thicket branches... And lo and behold, you're safe in my hand. <laughs> you're quite welcome, I'm sure. If you would like to come along with me and don't mind sharing a pocket with an old moldy piece of cheese, I'd be happy to give you a lift. Ah, good. There. Comfortable in there? Now, mind you, don't eat all the cheese. Whatever in the world is that roaring, snoring sound? Yeah. Oh! It's a giant! Asleep. Right in front of me in a clearing. On the highest point of the mountain. <coughs> Good afternoon, giant. Who are you? Where are you? Right beside your foot, giant. So you are. 
What do you mean, sneaking up on me, little creature, disturbing me from my sleep? I'm terribly sorry, giant. It's such a beautiful day, I can't imagine why anyone would want to sleep it away. You must be a bad dream. I am no such thing. Giant, I'm on my way to seek my fortune. I, I want you to look beneath my coat when I unbutton it. Eh. Do you see what's written on that belt? Seven at one blow. Well. Well, let's see how strong you are. See this stone? I close my finger about this stone and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. It's your turn, little man. Squeeze water out of a stone if you can. Uh, child's play. I'll squeeze a dozen rocks before breakfast every day of the week. Uh, what's that over there? What? Where? Where? What? What? Well, I don't see anything. Where? I'll just take this gray old piece of cheese from my pocket. <laughs> oh, I thought I saw something. All right, my jolly fellow. You watch me now. I have this stone in my hand, and I squeeze and squeeze and I squeeze. And the way, uh, the water simply pours out. Very good. Surprising for a chap your size, but good. Well, now let's see how far you can throw. I'll give this stone a mighty toss, and it will fly high into the sky until it becomes a speck. There. Well thrown, giant. But give an ear. Listen. Your stone fell to the ground again. Well, I challenge you to equal that. Oh, look! There it is again. It is? What is? Where? What? 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 Where? Where? my pocket, little bird, and when I toss you, fly high into the sky and let me see you no more. Now, watch me. Oh, my. Where did your stone go? I saw it leave your hand and up it went, and it's disappeared. Say, that's quite a strong arm you've got there. Oh, it's nothing. Uh, well, now that you're suitably impressed, my friend, why not journey along with me to seek your fortune? Hmm, well, uh, I, I'd like to, but uh, I've never been in the rest of the world. What have you got to lose? Well, I think I'd better go home first and ask my daddy. And you see what can happen if you have an adventurous spirit? The valiant little tailor has certainly become valiant since he left his hometown. But he's not out of the woods yet. There's danger ahead. We're going to meet this giant's daddy, an even bigger giant, and learn how our tiny hero escapes with his life when I return with Act Two. For your life. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. On a Before we return to the Grimm's fairy tale, 
the valiant little tailor, I'd like to tell you how many different people and animals are in some of these fantastic stories. Now, there's one little tailor, two foxes, three rich men, four poor men, five cats, six swans, seven swabians. I'm not sure what they are. An assortment of kings and queens and hares and hedgehogs, a genie, a woodcutter, a master thief, a miller's boy, a frog prince, lots of little girls with golden hair, and more and more. So we're in good company with our valiant little tailor and his new friend, the giant. Mr. Seven at one blow, I'm getting a little hungry. Oh, are you? Are we far from where you live? No, no, no. And when I'm home in our cave, I generally eat something about this time. Do you? Well, I never eat in the afternoon. It spoils my appetite for dinner. <laughs> Nothing spoils my appetite. I feel like a giant snack right now. I see something that grows on trees, and it could do for a snack until we get back to my cave. A cherry tree. I'll just bend the top of it down, and we'll eat those cherries. At the top, they're sweetest. Here, add some. Mmm, <coughs> good, huh? Excellent. Now, you hold this one down. I see another cherry tree over there. Hey, come back here. Where are you flying off to? I'm fine. How are you, giant? Did you escape them? Escape who? Couldn't you hold that tree down? <laughs> Do you think a man who has killed seven at one blow couldn't hold a cherry tree down? Well, it did seem peculiar. Didn't you see those hunters? Hunters? Where? That's why I hopped over the tree. You're quite safe now. Mr. Seven at one blow, you're a gallant fellow. I want to introduce you to my folks. I hope you'll stay for supper. <laughs> I... Can't think of a good reason to refuse. Here we are. It's the least drafty cave in the whole mountainside. Generations of us giants have lived here. Daddy, Mom, Sis, I brought home a friend for dinner. You brought this home? Why, there's hardly enough meat on this little thing to get between my teeth. Folks, I want you to beat Mr. Seven at one blow. You see that belt he wears? Yeah. It's a mightier belt than the brown, the black, or the red belt. He wants me to join him to seek our fortune. Let's have dinner first. Mmm, mmm, that smells good. What's Mom got on the spit? Roast lamb, your favorite, son. There's a leg for everybody. Mr. Seven at One Blow, that bed over there by the fire is for you. Now you just lie down and stretch out and have yourself a good night's sleep. Oh, my goodness. That bed is as big as a barn door. I wouldn't know where to put my head. Just lie yourself down in the middle. That's the softest place. My bed's at the other end of the cave. 
Mom and sis are asleep already. And tomorrow, Daddy says I can go with you to seek our fame and fortune. Oh, splendid. Sleep well. See you in the morning. I hope so. Daddy, are you awake? Awake as a snake. What's up? I'm afraid of that little fella. Which fella? The one I brought home, Mr. Seven at One Blue. What do you say we kill him, Daddy? It's all right with me, but didn't you tell me there's a giant of strength hidden in that puny little body? There is, there is. He's like a coiled spring, but I don't trust him. And I think we better kill him before he murders us in our beds. Good thinking, son. Come on, I've got my club. Hey, want to use mine? He's got those spiky little things at the end. Uh, too, too, too messy. Mine just crushes like a swatter crushes flies. Shh. Here, here we are. I can't quite see him in the dark. Can you, Daddy? There's a little bump in the middle of the bed. Aim for that. Will do. Swing high now. Follow through. Keep your eye on the little bump in the bed. <laughs> Splendid. Sensational. You went right through it. I'm pretty strong, ain't I, Daddy? Look what you did to that bed. But where's he? He's nowhere. Probably pulverized. You think so? Wow! Well, back for some shut-up. You did a good job, son. I can't take all the credit, Daddy. You taught me everything I know. Son, you really made one big mess of this bed. Just toss everything out of the cave and we'll build a new one from scratch. Daddy. Yes? I think we did a bad thing getting rid of Mr. Seven at one blow. It was your idea, son. I'm overly afraid. What if I missed and I didn't kill him? I looked everywhere this morning for the tediest trace. Not even a piece of the belt. I've never hit anyone that hard. A piece of what belt, son? Remember the belt that said seven at one blow? Son, you worry too much. Well, what if I didn't kill him and he got away? And the seven at one blow means he's killed seven giants at one blow. Uh-huh. And we're in deep trouble. You certainly are. Who's <laughs> that? It's him. Where'd he come from? You certainly are in deep trouble, both of you. And if I ever catch either of you two giants, it will be the end. Understand? Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm don't sorry. Don't please, please don't. 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 We'll be Amazing the twists and turns life has in store. I'm really very tired. No sleep last night, lying on the floor in the corner of the cave. I knew those giants would try to kill me. Oh, this appears to be a nice shady spot under a lovely tree. I shall lie down and have a bit of a nap. 
Can you see what I see lying down over there under that tree? There's a strange man there I've never seen before. He has the most curious wide belt with something written on it. Seven at one blow. That's exactly what I thought it said. Oh, shh. Shh, we must not awaken him. I must run and tell my father, the king. We shall continue our Latin tomorrow. He's there now, father. Come, look out of the window. Yes, I see him. Seven at one blow, eh? He must be a mighty warrior, but such a little chap. His features are so finely made, like everything in miniature. Seven at one blow. Yes, that worries me. What is a mighty man of war doing in our kingdom in the time of peace? Father, should a war break out, would he not be a useful and powerful man to have around? I hadn't thought of that. Yes, he would. I'll have one of my courtiers go to him when he wakes up and offer him a military position in our army. Oh, that would be splendid. Let me tell him. Let me. Oh, to have a real man, a real warrior in our kingdom. Father, this is Mr. Taylor. This is my father, the king. How do you do, your majesty? I understand you have disposed of seven at one blow. Ah, <laughs> you have been reading my credentials. Your daughter has been telling me there might be a job for me here in the kingdom. <laughs> Actually, it was her suggestion. Fortunately, at the present time, we have no enemies. But in the old days, when my wife was alive, there were giants in the neighborhood who were quite annoying and somewhat scary. Your Majesty, I'm an old hand at subduing giants. They're all cut from the same cloth, noisy beasts, and I'd be happy to get rid of them for you. <laughs> Shall we call it definite then, Mr. Taylor? Uh, please, call me Seven. And I shall expect you to regard yourself as the military attaché to the kingdom. You won't be making a mistake. <laughs> goody, goody. I'm ready, willing, and able to enter your majesty's service. Our valiant little tailor may be getting into deeper water than he bargained for. On the other hand... It does show you how completely life can change for you if you just gather your dreams about you and go forth into the world to seek your fame and fortune. Let's see how famous and fortunate our valiant tailor gets to be when I return with Act Three. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. set to find out more of the valiant little tailor's adventures? Oh, a moment ago I said how you could make a change in yourself if you gathered your dreams about you. Well, that is what our little tailor has done. 
His dreams were the dreams of courage, that indeed he could lay low seven at one blow. Here we are back at the castle, the king's chamber. The king is not very happy. I have made a big mistake. I should never have permitted my daughter to talk me into hiring Mr. Seven at one blow. The guards are not happy. The soldiers are angry. Everyone is jealous that such an able warrior should be in my employ. Yet what can I do now? I can't very well fire him. He might even kill me and place himself on the throne. Well, I have devised a plan. Come in, Seven, old boy. You sent for me, Your Majesty. <laughs> I did indeed. I have a problem, and I believe you are the only one in my entire kingdom to whom I could entrust it. You may remember I spoke of the two giants who have plagued our kingdom. If you could get rid of those giants once and for all, I will give you my only daughter to be your wife. <laughs> oh, that's a handsome offer. Beautiful, in fact. Where do these giants live? I shall send with you the king's hundred horsemen. They know the territory. Well, I'll take them as a guide, but I shan't need them to subdue the giants. He who slays seven at one blow need not fear two. Oh! It was seven giants you killed at one blow? So they say, Your Majesty. So they say. Oh, oh. I wish you well and look forward to your return. Right at the edge of the forest. Yeah. Uh, you, the king's hundred horsemen, you wait here. I will soon make an end to the giants myself. There they are, asleep. <laughs> the ugly old things. Bright daylight and they're snoring away to beat the band. Well, here goes. Another day, another giant. Number one... Fill my pockets with stones. Number two, when pockets are filled, climb that tree. Well, here I am, up a tree as high up as I dare. Ready? Aim. Fire! What are you hitting me for? You're dreaming. I didn't hit you. I, w I, I, I was dreaming? Well, possibly. Sorry. Now to score a bullseye on the other giant. I'll throw down a handful of stones this time. Now cut that out. Good. Cut what out? Why are you throwing stones at me? I'm not throwing anything. You're the one who's dreaming now. Don't tell me I dream. I never dream. No, I do it. Now you're in for it. You think that? Yeah. Sure, I'm going to beat you. Ow! Here, see there. When you look at those 
Brothers tearing down trees, loving one another, dashing each other's brains out, and... There they are, both quite dead. Your Majesty, mission accomplished. I dealt with both giants, and your king's hundred horsemen came round when it was all over and saw quite a sight, as they will tell you. (laughs) And you uh, aren't even wounded? There was no danger. Not a hair of my head was touched. But it's very considerate of you to ask. Unbelievable. Yes, I thought so, too. Well, I suppose there's nothing left for me to do but claim my beautiful prize and half the kingdom. Mr. Seven at one blow, before I give you my daughter, I have just had a thought uh, that perhaps there should be a uh, next time. You mean perform another exploit before I marry the princess? Oh, well, shall we say <laughs> just one more mighty deed? Why not? That's the spirit. Uh, tell you what I have in mind. There's a unicorn who runs around doing a lot of damage. You must capture it. What kind of damage? He eats all the artichokes in the royal vegetable garden. He nibbles the bark off the trees. And when the royal laundry hangs sheets to dry on the line, this unicorn makes holes in them with its long, pointy horn. Oh, dear, he's a terrible nuisance, and I want him captured. It shall be done, Your Majesty. As we say, a stitch in time saves nine. Who says that? Uh, well, never mind. Uh, Tell my bride-to-be her future husband is only a unicorn away. All you guards who have accompanied me, you need not hang around. Unicorn catching is something I always do strictly alone. Hand me that rope. Thank you. And that axe. And that stick. And that great big artichoke? Ah, You may wait here if you like. I shall return. This is a good spot behind this tree. Now place the artichoke on the end of the long stick. Hold it out. There. And wait. Ah, here comes the unicorn. He spotted the artichoke. Now, duck behind this tree. You ran your horn right into the tree, my four-legged friend, and you are stuck. Stop struggling. Your stealing days are over. I tell you what. Once I've got this rope around your neck and released your horn from the tree, I'll let you have this artichoke as a treat. Okay? I don't want you to get stuck twice. Here he is, Your Majesty. His horn is just a little bent, but otherwise good as new. Hello, Princess dear. Hello, Seven. The unicorn looks very tame. I don't know what all the fuss was about. He must have been easy to catch. I can't say he was difficult. Well, dear daughter, 
I'm afraid that's torn it. Torn it? Oh, I'd be happy to mend it. What? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> My past. Oh, Mr. Seven, it's one blow. Tomorrow... I shall make a public proclamation that you have won half of my kingdom and the hand of my only daughter. The wedding will take place one week from today. Well, now, I have lots to do. I better put my head together with the royal tailor and see what coronation robes we can come up with. Oh, hold still, Your Majesty. <laughs> ah, there. What is it? What did you find on me? A thread. Hmm? You know what they say. If you have a thread on you, you're going to a wedding. Good morning, daughter. Well, how is married life? Oh, don't ask. In some ways, he's very appealing. But in other ways, disappointing. There's something very strange about Seven. Do you know, I think before he was a warrior, he was a tailor. A man who sews clothes? Yes. He was talking in his sleep last night. And I heard him say, bring me that waistcoat, apprentice, and patch the trousers, or I'll break a yard measure over your head. My daughter married to a tailor. That's marrying a princess under false pretenses. Yes. I think we should run him out of the kingdom for that. We should? Tonight. Unlock your bedroom door and leave it open. My servants will stand outside. When he's asleep, they'll go in and tie him up. And I'll have him taken to a ship which will carry him far, far away. Oh, Daddy. Father, thank you so much. Yes, and next time, be careful who you think is cute. And next time... You be careful who you give my hand in marriage to. To say nothing of half your kingdom to. We'll be very careful. Next time. But there wasn't to be a next time. Now, I can see each of you shaking your head and saying, Don't tell me that's the end of the story. Well, it isn't. Our valiant little tailor has just one more trick up his hand-sewn sleeve. And I'll be back very shortly to tell you what it was. Your life. Our valiant little tailor had one true real friend at court. And that was, <laughs> you guessed it, the royal tailor who had overheard the king's plot. And that night... Our hero pretended to talk in his sleep, and when his wife, the princess, unlocked the bedroom door, he said in a loud voice, Apprentice, bring me the waistcoat. I have slain seven at one blow, killed two giants, and caught a unicorn and a wild boar. Should I be afraid of those who are standing outside my chamber door? Well, believe me, hearing that, the servants ran. Time passed, and it all turned out well. The valiant little tailor taught his wife what fun it was to sew, and gradually it became love at second sight. Once the princess realized who made the pants in the family, they lived happily ever after. Our 
included Robert Dryden, Evie Jester, Jackson Beck, and Leon Janning. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tom Bosley inviting you to return to the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater for another exciting tale you can hear through the magic of radio. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater is recommended by NEA, the National Education Association.